lovers, this is Brittany, and thank you for joining my podcast, Book Clubbing with My Besties. This season, we are discussing the book, The Misfortune of Marion Palm by Emily Culleton. I will provide a brief summary of the chapters we've read, and then my co-host, Jen and Michelle, will join me to discuss the book. This episode, we read the first 40 chapters, so we read the chapter, Headlines That Mattered, and then stopped reading. Okay, let's get started by learning a little more about our main characters. Marion Palm is our main character. She stole $180,000 from her children's private school where she works. She is now on the run after the school is undergoing an IRS audit. She has two girls, Ginny, who is the oldest and is 13, and Jane, who is 8. Ginny is very curious about why her mom left and is investigating why she abandoned them. Jane is upset with her mom that she left her and is acting out. Their dad is Nathan. He is a writer and was cheating on Marion, so he thinks that Marion left because of this. Denise is an old friend of Nathan's and comes to help him figure out why Marion left. Shelly is Marion's old friend who she told the kids she was going to visit. The book starts out with Marion abandoning the girls at a CVS after they dined and dashed at a local restaurant. Marion leaves the girls and heads out of town with $40,000 in cash in a backpack. She finds herself, though, with nowhere to go and no good escape plan. She wanders around New York and stays in a sketchy motel in Brooklyn, which actually wasn't very far from the school or the family. The school attempts to get a hold of Marion and starts to worry when she doesn't turn up. The IRS audit found missing funds over the years, and they're looking for an explanation. As the book progresses, we learn Marion didn't come from the best household. Her own family is a little broken and there's a boy who is autistic that is missing. That pretty much sums sums up the first 40 chapters. Now let's hear what Jen and Michelle thought of the book. The book starts out with a mother running away with $40,000 in cash, and we find out that the woman that's running away, her name is Marion, and she had embezzled from her daughter's private school. What were your first impressions of her? She kind of annoyed me. I don't know. She just didn't seem to have her plan very well thought out. Yeah. Yeah. And also $40,000 isn't that much. I don't think she's going to get too far on that. No. Yeah, she's a very frustrating lead character. Just she like changes her mind a lot and she's all over the place and I have no idea like what's wrong with her. So... Well, she seems really selfish, too. Like, who takes her kids out, like, dines and dashes, and then they go into the CVS and she just, like, leaves them there. Yeah. Yeah, her poor kids are going to need therapy, I think, from uh, this whole situation. Even if she comes back, I mean, you know, her kids are so little Mm -hmm. to have, you know, gone through that. Yeah. And, I mean, the father doesn't seem... no like he's not quite sure what to do with these children yeah I mean the whole family um Nathan is 
I guess a trust fund baby is, is kind of how it seems like she described it and never really worked very hard. But then it kind of makes you think even more like, why is she, why was she embezzling money when she probably right. could have just asked him for more money so they could get the yeah. jet ski that she wanted? Because or... part of me thought, all right, well, it's just the thrill for her. But then when she was saying like, oh, well, the, the kitchen needed remodeled, we needed a new patio, and oh, my husband doesn't realize how much these things cost. I'm like, but if he's a trust fund kid. Yeah, just tell him. <laughs> right. Yeah. And if what did she she ended up stealing like close to 200,000 or something yeah I think it was 180 over was it like 10 years or eight years it was quite a few years yeah I just feel like if her plan was at some point to just skip town I think I would have put more away for myself rather than spending all that on the house if you were gonna have to make a run for it mm-hmm. yeah like and why is she we we don't know, right? Why she's making a run for it? <laughs> Why she well, I f- divorce him like normal people? <laughs> I think. Well, I mean, I guess she's making the run for it because they're doing the IRS audit, and she knows she'll get caught. But the reason that she hasn't left him, I'm not sure either. Maybe it's just that she doesn't feel like she has self worth without the money or without him so maybe she's just staying with him for the money and like the security of her family and but she doesn't seem to really care that much about her kids no right like that's why I don't understand why she wouldn't just divorce her husband I guess the IRS audit she's worried about that but doing it this way she can't ever see her kids yeah and it's almost like she doesn't care. She's like, she yeah. doesn't seem that, that torn up about having to go on the run. She seems more worried about getting caught. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when she was, when she spent her homeless night just wandering around the city, I was like, you are so dumb. I was like, this is the worst <laughs> plan I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. It It didn't seem very well thought out at all. And I, I mean... I think about it too. Like I never pay for ca- with cash for anything, let alone would I buy something that you know costs a lot of money or like a hotel room. I don't even know any hotels that don't require a debit or a credit card. So right, yeah, I, I guess- think you had to find that seedy, shady, like sex hotel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just it's it's gonna be tough to start her new life you know, with an assumed name if she doesn't even have a credit card. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess yeah. she has a fake ID, but that's it. That and the cash. And when she was, when she left the train station because she didn't want to pay cash for the train ticket because she thought that would be too memorable, <laughs> I thought that was, like, a little paranoid. Like, no one is going to notice that. I remember you that well. Right. Especially like you know. it's Penn Station. It's not like it's some tiny town where they don't get many. She just passengers. seems so self absorbed. And I don't know. I don't like her. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think too, like, yeah, she stole a lot of money over the years, but I don't. I don't even know. It doesn't seem like it's that much money that the cops might not even 
you know, go to the train station and be inquiring and interrogating people as much as she thinks that they would. I don't think it's going to be like a fugitive situation where there's like teams of people. Yeah. She's not on the most list. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're not supposed to like her, but I just (laughs) find her annoying so far. I mean, she is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about the other family members? I I know we talked a little bit about Nathan, but her two daughters, Jane and Jenny. I think they actually seem kind of funny. Like, you know, they're very (laughs) spunky. But I like um... how I like how Jenny keeps falling in love with uh every guy she talks to <laughs> that was funny and it was sweet of her to go back and try to pay for her mom's uh yeah bill that she skipped out on yeah that was really sweet of her and she, even though she's still kind of mean her sister she is looking for jane you know because mm-hmm. she some things up with her parents so you know like the first night she said i'll play with her just because i know some like they're lying so i thought that was nice yeah but I feel like Jane is taking it pretty hard because she's you know kind of acting out um hitting people and kicking them and getting in trouble at school so I I mean I think after all this you're right they're both gonna probably need therapy (laughs) yeah so it sounds like Nathan was having an affair or something and that I don't know if Marion knew about it or even cared about it but I think at this point Nathan thinks she left because of that. I don't think Nathan has a clue about the uh, embezzlement. Right. I'm sure it didn't make her happy, but she doesn't really seem to love him that much. No. No. Well, and it wasn't super clear to me because it seems like he's had this kind of on and off again relationship with Diane, his (laughs) kind of like old friend. I wasn't sure if that was the woman that he was referring to that he was having the affair with or if that was just kind of maybe another affair that he he has had while they were married but maybe not as recently yeah that I'm not I couldn't figure out yeah my my first inclination was it was a a different woman yeah we do find out a little bit about Marion's family like her upbringing because we keep kind of going back to flashbacks when she was a kid and it seems like she had a horrible relationship with her mother. Um, do you think maybe that is why she is the type of mother that would leave her children just because of how she was brought up? Yeah, I mean, if that's all she knows and, and her mom at one point just said, like, I don't like you. I wish you'd go away or something like that. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, awful. And in her mind, she said she was, you know, at least she can spare her girls from telling them that one day. So maybe she thinks yeah. there she's doing them a favor by leaving. Does seem to be some sort of issue with Marion. I don't know what it is yet, but there's something very off about her. Well, yep. well, even we find out that kind of her first and embezzlement that she does is when she was working at the restaurant, and um, you know she she definitely has that oh, I deserve this and you made me upset. So, cause I think she had gotten like yelled at by the owner and had that kind of rationalization and the uh, feeling that she deserved it. And she started to take the money from, from that restaurant. 
um, I, I, it sounded like that was kind of the, the beginning of this trend that she, that she started. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like she's writing a wrong by stealing. She justifies it to herself. I also thought it was interesting that she's came from this family that doesn't seem like they were really, I mean, they didn't seem like they were poor or anything, but definitely wasn't a trust fund family. So I was, and I'm sure we'll learn it, but I was just kind of thinking to myself, I wonder how she met Nathan and kind of what that first interaction was with them. Cause they seem very different. Yeah. Curious how they came to be a couple. Yeah, even that story he was remembering about Christmas one year, and I, like, didn't even really understand it, because he, it was very, he was describing Marion's behavior, and her behavior was weird, and it, mm-hmm. it seems like he has never really understood her moods for some reason, so I'm not sure how they ended up together. I think that, um, that night that you're referring to, um, Cause I believe what she had said was, or the author had written like later on in the, the short chapter was that she thought that she was going to get caught with the embezzlement. And that was like three years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's why she was acting so weird during that memory of his, oh. but that kind of made me think like if she's had a scare like this before where, you know, someone was going to look into something or was asking questions, why didn't she have a better escape plan? <laughs> yeah. Because like the three of us are very like organized planning, like planning. <laughs> yeah. Work too, so this is just very against our nature. <laughs> We would have a way better <laughs> runaway plan. Yeah. I would at least have, like, more than $1,000 that you could blow in, like, probably a couple months. Yeah. And another thing that I thought was odd is um, as Diane is coming over, she – I thought it was smart. Like, the things that she was looking at in their house, she went into the closet and was like, what's missing here? Oh, she didn't take, like, anything. Marion didn't. And then she goes down in the basement and notices, like, things were kind of moved around and Mm. um, just in different spots. So I wonder if maybe she had the money stashed down there in different spots and was just kind of, like, going through it all to put it in her bag. But... Mm like Diane keeps coming over and then keeps going in the basement so I wonder what she's doing down there that looked like something had happened to Marion like there's been some kind of struggle or break in because the door was unlocked and there was paint spilled on the floor but Mm -hmm. obviously Nathan like he never questioned that so well I feel like there's no way that they could think that because she of- left the girls yeah. <laughs> at CVS. Yeah, I don't know if, if um, the woman, though, thinks that he's lying. So that's why she's, like, investigating. I don't know. Looking for Yeah. Him. Did you guys think it was weird that when her, when um, Ginny 
went down to her mom's office and was like looking at her email that her office or her email went from read to unread. I wasn't sure. I was confused. And I read that part uh, like twice. I wasn't sure exactly what that means. Yeah, I wasn't sure either because I didn't think Marion took her any kind of communication device. Oh, yeah. she. I was going to say, oh, I thought she was reading her email on her phone. Yeah, that was confusing. I feel like there, at least in this first half of the book, there was a lot of um, maybe clues that seem odd to us that I think I think we'll, the author will kind of wrap all together, mm-hmm. but um, that was definitely one of them. I'm like, I'm not really sure what this means. Is right. she like, is someone reading it or how is this occurring? <laughs> it seemed really odd. Mm-hmm. The other um, thing that has been in these chapters is the missing autistic child. And um comes into play a couple of times where a reporter like goes to the school finds out that the gate was open and um and then I think it was Jane had saw the posters up and saw that um you know he was missing and wanted to do that for Marion but I wonder how that's going to play into the story it just seems like a really misplaced fact (laughs) just like a tangent thing that yeah, I'm like, does this connect somehow? Yeah, it has to. I was wondering if they were going to try to, like, blame Marion for it somehow since, you know, she hasn't shown up to work and so none of her coworkers know what's going on. And then they're going to eventually, I assume, find out that she's been stealing the money. Yeah. So, so I don't know how that would tie in. But it would be weird to to have an employee disappear on the same day that a student goes missing. Yeah. I feel like this book is written um, a lot different than most books that I've read. I'm still kind of getting used to the very short chapters and the how she writes. It's almost like in third person, um, but from that person's perspective, if that makes any sense. And um, her sentences are so short and direct, like almost, I, I want to describe it as like, robotic like very little um emotion in them what did you guys think of the writing it's it's very choppy and just very you know it's not very linear you know it'll like hop over here hop over there random missing boy story and it's yeah it's tough to tough to get into so far for me yeah it's not my favorite style of writing yeah it's definitely different and I was looking at the author and she's like a PhD and everything and I was just like this seems a little bit weird for someone to be writing this way who is I would assume very educated um yeah but maybe that's just you know she wanted to write a different style (laughs) it's definitely some books you know some books I don't want to put down and I just want to keep reading and I get so sad when I have to stop (laughs) this one I didn't really have any problem putting down I was like okay yeah (laughs) well do you think that so do you think that the short chapters make you want to continue reading or I almost feel like it's the opposite for me like 
I, I have a, tr- I have more trouble getting into the chapters because they're so short. Like I almost want more perspective, like a couple more pages instead of like one page. Um, yeah. And I think that would probably keep my interest a little bit more. Yeah. It seems like as soon as they start talking about something or introducing something new, then you just go on to something else. Yeah. And at first I was like, wait, who are we talking about here? You know, it was a lot since everything was getting introduced all at once. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm interested to see where it's going to go and, and what will happen. Um, I feel yeah, I, I really have no clue <laughs> what's going to end up happening to her. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even sure what the next move is. Like, what do you uh, you you have a lot of cash, but cannot really spend it so what are you what are you gonna do and and she's in basically the same town as her family right like sooner or later you're gonna run into somebody you know <laughs> especially once I people start like once they she's eventually gonna have to be recorded missing so yeah i wonder what uh you think maybe in another week nathan will <laughs> will be like okay well she definitely isn't coming back but you know what how how a couple of the chapters were written from his perspective, I got the sense that she might have left before yeah. and came back. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's why he's holding out so long. It's going to look worse, too. Like, once they realize that she's been stealing, mm-hmm. for, for Nathan's sake, he probably should report her missing pretty soon. So that people don't think maybe he was in on it and is helping his wife. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of pieces to this missing, you know, she clearly, they clearly didn't have a great marriage. So that's why he thinks she just like left him. And, but she also knew she was going to get caught for stealing soon. So. Well, that pretty much sums up the first 40 chapters of the book. Thanks for listening to Book Clubbing with My Besties. In our next episode, we will cover the next 40 chapters. So read Jane Defends the Missing Boy and then stop reading. We will meet you next week to discuss the book. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me via Anchor. I hope you can join us next week, and as always, keep on reading.